I used to do speech in school. And for some reason, um, I started coaching some of my speech mates and I got juice from it. And it's like, when I would see them succeed, it got me like more juice, like, man, like, oh, and like, I would celebrate in their victories and in their losses. I just felt like I can do more. I just didn't know what that more was. And I started meeting people that were successful in business and they took me underneath their wing and just shared different thoughts with me and ideas with me and things that I didn't want to hear, but was the truth. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I think that's sort of where, why I got to where I'm at right now today. You know, I think that's one thing that you and I share, the excitement to watch others win. Right. You know what I mean? And just like see, like that's 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 a very real thing that is just super, super gratifying. Leadership isn't always the first word that comes to mind when you think about entrepreneurship. But, you know, it's funny because a mix of the two really make for a dynamic and winning combination. Tony Jalen, leadership development coach and sales leader, joins me for a conversation on intermixing the two and the power that it brings to bear. Now, growing up with little means in North Dakota and the oldest of nine children, his parents instilled a disciplined work ethic from a young age and learned that excuses were off the table. A certified John C. Maxwell performance coach and trainer, Tony also spearheaded the growth in the sales division at Heartland Payment Systems from $300,000 per year into a multi-million dollar enterprise in less than three years and counting, plus has been able to promote over a dozen people into leadership positions. So we're getting into this leadership and entrepreneurship and the whole mixed conversation. You do not want to miss it. We'll get into it after the theme song. So the big question is this, how do we ambitious professionals avoid the slow moving career, take control of our time and get paid for two things, doing what excites us and making an impact bigger than anyone ever thought was possible. That is the question and this podcast has the answers. My name is Candace Spears and welcome to Ambition, Honey and Hustle. So I have got a fascinating guest on the show today, a guest that I have gotten a chance to know a little bit better over the past weeks, and I'm excited to have him on, Tony Jalen. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you, Candace. It's great to be here. Yeah, you know, it's, I always find it funny how people like come into your lives, you know what I mean? Like things you don't even realize. And, and I don't even remember if it was the post, I don't remember how we got connected, the post that I had on LinkedIn or something. But I just remember we were in like a coffee chat. And then that one ask that you had, I wanted to do some content collaboration anyway. And you're like, hey, I've got something. Jump on this roller coaster for the next four weeks. <laughs> so. <laughs> And so we are here. We are here. A high speed roller coaster. Exactly. Exactly. We're rolling with it. So I want you to talk a little bit, Tony, about what you do from like a, a business and an entrepreneurship standpoint, and not so much what you do as much as the why behind what you're doing. Hey, isn't it interesting? Like when you meet people 
we, a lot of times we all go, what do you do? Because we want to put everyone like in this box, so to speak. And you share it with people. Like I also used to say to people, when they asked me that question, what do you do? I used to say, I tame wild tigers. <laughs> but now I've realized not to say that anymore because <laughs> of that, what, that tiger show or something like that. Oh, Tiger King or something like go. that? Yeah. So I, I, I'm going to have to come up with a new one now or to say, you know, I just don't like being that box. You know, I think, you know, the question in regards to what you said is, you know, why do I do what I do is because I get, I get emotional juice for when I see someone gets that light bulb, like, oh, wow, I can do this. Right. Um, or I'm on the right path. And so part of me, what I do, what I do and why I do it is to really inspire people to like, hey, you know what, you can do things. You know, you can, you don't have to have this governor on you and that limits you to achieve what you want to achieve. Now, yes, is it going to be scary? Yeah, of course it's going to be, but yeah, that's mm -hmm. what makes me juice. It's mm -hmm. helping people really achieve their goals and connecting with other people that can help them achieve their goals. Mm-hmm. Now, how did you get to where you are right now in helping people? I mean, is this something that you, you always knew you wanted to do, helping people get to their goals? Or you, you, you're kind of like, yeah, you know what, but I, I need to step this up a little bit, so I want to do it in this way. So how did I arrive to this point? I think it's because how I grew up. You know, I saw my parents helping people all the time. And it wasn't until it was interesting. I used to do speech in school. And mm -hmm. for some reason, um, I started coaching some of my speech mates. And I got juice from it. And it's like, mm -hmm. when I would see them succeed, it got me mm -hmm. like more juice. Like, man, like, oh, and like, I would celebrate in their victories and in their losses. I think probably because I've seen people invest so much time in me. So I think, you know, how did I get to where I'm at is that one is I had this motivation to do more, right? I mean, coming up with growing up with little means, I just felt like I can do more. I just didn't know what that more was. And I started meeting people that were successful in business and they took me underneath their wing and just shared different thoughts with me and ideas with me and things that I didn't want to hear, but it was the truth. <laughs> and so I think it's sort of where, why I got to where I'm at right now today. You know, I think that's one thing that you and I share, <clears throat> this whole idea. And by the way, I feel like I'm going to start using that phrase. I just get juice. I just get juice from it. I don't know what it is. Just get juice from it. But I think we, we share in that need. I wouldn't even call it a need. Maybe there's a little bit of need. But the excitement to watch others win. Right. You know what I mean? And just like see, like that's, that's, that's a very real thing that is just super, super gratifying. So now tell me about, as you think about what you're doing from a coaching perspective and in your business in that route, talk a little bit about what it feels like, either the burdens or the joys, whichever side you want to be on, to deal with running a business and dealing with a day job and dealing with having a family, all those pieces together. If, if you could find out the magic answer to that, please let me know. Because <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I think part of it is that, you know, sometimes, you know, when you get so focused on something, you get the blinders on it. And you all think, oh, wait a second. I sort of like 
got away from that. But I think one of it is if you if you do have a family, um, you got to share your vision and your goals with your family. Mm -hmm. Because otherwise, like for example, your kids, they see you, you know, hustling and doing all these things, and they may actually look at what you're doing as a competitive, like a competitor to their relationship with you. Mm -hmm. That is yeah. super deep, Johnny. <laughs> It is, you know, it's yeah. because they're seeing like a, they, when you walk in the house, you're not a CEO, you're not a business owner, you're a mom or you're a dad. That's the title that you walk in that house with. They can really mm -hmm. give who wins. Um, mm -hmm. You do on the outside, right? Okay. And one of the things my wife would do with our son is that he'd, she'd tell him like, daddy's going out and helping other people's dreams come true. Hmm. Hmm. And it was interesting. He was at like uh, childcare once, and they asked him, well, "What's your dad do?" Oh, uh, he literally said that he helps people's dreams come true. That's so awesome. And so <laughs> so when she picked him up, when she picked him up, they asked, well, "Does your husband work for Make a Wish Foundation?" <laughs> <laughs> this is wish grander, <laughs> right? And I, mean, I, I do, usually, that's what I do do, right? Yeah, yeah. So I think that's one, you know, sitting down and actually communicating your vision, your goal, because they're part of it too. Mm -hmm. And I think it's sometimes easy to forget, like, hey, you know, I've got all this knowledge, i got this all this expertise, but I've learned it's taken me, you know, sometimes 20 years to figure this out. Like, my wife has very valuable insights. Mm -hmm. And she doesn't have to be in the thick of it, so to speak, but when I ask her questions about, What's your thoughts on this and her perspective on it? I'm like, huh, I didn't think about it like that. Mm -hmm. And then I still got to make a decision when it comes to business. But right. in, and then also letting, like involving them in it some way, shape or form. Hey, you know, by you going ahead and allowing me to do this, mm -hmm. you know, we're going to achieve this goal. So we're going to be able to travel more. Right. And so put goals together. Okay, what's that next trip you're going to do? Or where's that next, you know, gift you're going to get? So mm -hmm. I think that's part of the balancing act of it. And then also asking them, how am I doing as a husband, mm -hmm. a friend, a father? You may not always like the feedback, mm -hmm. but especially if you're going out and starting something new, I think it's important to get that because you, when you get passionate about something, it's, you don't keep it, you know, there's no breaks. You just go, you just go, you go. Yes. Mm -hmm. And if you don't get those checkpoints to help you accountable, I think, and as a business owner, unless you have a, a, like a coach or a mentor that's going to like hold you accountable, okay. right? We lack accountability as business owners. Mm -hmm. So, so by, by in, in, engaging them, say, so you know what? If I'm sucking as a husband right now, let me know. Mm -hmm. And that's a hard thing to tell to swallow, so to speak. Right. <laughs> But, you know, I mean, to me, what is it if I can go ahead and gain the world, but if I lose my family and my relationships in, in the process? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I am, my mind is just thinking back to the point that you made about our valuable contributions, like from a spouse perspective. Um, I think about yesterday, a couple days ago. Yeah, it's very fresh. Like I said, a couple <laughs> days ago. <laughs> I have been, now this speaks to that accountability piece. You go all in, right? I'm in the midst of a launch and I, I'm just, I'm focused, like up, 
in the middle of the night, doesn't matter. I'm focused and I'm doing what I'm doing, whatever. But I've been so focused. <laughs> I've got the rest of the house going like, uh, hello, like, hello, exists. And when you talk about that, that spousal piece of just, you know, helping you that valuable insight. I remember, I think it was like the day after or so of all my madness. I'm talking to Derek, my husband, and he was like, you know what? I just need to talk to you about this thing. It's just this total business related thing. Let me start drawing on the whiteboard. I promise you. So all this time, like these days prior, I had been in my head with myself. I need to get this done. I know I have the vision. I'm carrying it. My conversation with him, I swear to you, <laughs> it was just like, oh my gosh, why didn't I just talk to you in the first place? That would have been right. a lot, <laughs> a lot right. further. So it, it, it's interesting, like just the role that our spouses play as we're building our businesses that we may sometimes neglect. And maybe it isn't even a spouse. Maybe it is a coach, uh, right. you know, a mentor or whatever. I mean, the thing is, too, is that one, I love what you did in terms of you write it down. Like you look in my office here, I've got big sticky notes. I've got an 80 inch whiteboard, double sided, you know, yeah, it's, it's, it's big, but you know, I look at it constantly because it has my vision in front of me. It has the reasons why that's important, but also there's times which I get stuck. And I think one thing is when, you know, when you're having a business, when you, you're leading is to write down who are your resources mm -hmm. when i look at my resources I'm like wait a second why am i doing this all by my flipping self mm -hmm. but it's in front of me it's like right there mm -hmm. because i do get that, stuck you know that's a that's a super meaningful and actionable thing mm -hmm. like I, I i'm thinking about that like in such a real way that I'm thinking, Candace, why don't I have some, my whiteboard is just behind the camera. <laughs> and I'm thinking, well, why don't I have something written down over here? Because there is something to that. Like once when you can see like, wait, there is help available to you if you decide to ask for it. Right. Is that something that you've always practiced? Just having like in front of you, here's what I can get access to if, if, if I need it. I wish I was that cool to say, yes, I have, <laughs> but no, um, I think what it caused me to do is that I think when we get passionate with an idea or something like we want to own it, right? It's ours. And, you know, we get this mentality, like it's not going to work out unless I take care of it. Right. But one of my mentors, when I was like, oh, 24, 25, I had a business and um, I hit like this wall. And I just, I kept on working so doggone hard. And I'm like, what is going on? Mm -hmm. He goes, well, do you really want to know the truth? I'm like, well, sure. He's like, you need to include others in your dreams and your business. Mm -hmm. It's not about you. Yeah. I'm like, mm -hmm. that doesn't make any sense. Like, it's my, like, no, Tony, you don't understand. You know, you work with all these different people in business. Why aren't you leveraging the gifts that they've been given? Mm -hmm. I mean, if they're already bought leaders. it. True yeah. leaders. Yeah. Right? Right? <laughs> right? And I'm like, 
I don't know. And so it was interesting then, and I'll still never forget that. Um, in my office at that time, I had a whiteboard and I literally mapped out my team. And you know, the interesting thing is, I didn't even have them yet. Mm -hmm. Powerful. And that, it was crazy a year later, that team, those, those circles were filled in. Hmm. You know, mm -hmm. but I, I realized though, is that if you don't keep it in front of you, you can get lost in the everyday things. And I, you know, we, you and I've talked about this is that mm -hmm. it's true that you, because things are going to happen in business, whether you like it or not, it's part of the journey, right? Mm -hmm. But those destruction, I mean, th those distractions can lead to destruction. Mm -hmm. Yes. Unless you keep it in front of you. Those distractions, who was I? Uh, maybe that was you. I was like, <laughs> where did I hear that recently? The distractions will kill you or something like that. Was yeah. that you? Yeah. yeah. We talked about yes. that. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I just remember thinking, oh my gosh. And part of that, oh my gosh, is because I've been there. I, I know what that's like to either, from an entrepreneur standpoint, right? Because we are oh my gosh, ambitious. We see all the opportunity in the world, like right. limitless. Right. So easy to be distracted there. Right. Um, you know, so easy to be distracted with little things that may pull you down for a day or a few hours or, right. or something like that. That's, in fact, I should write that on my board, that distractions will kill you. That will <laughs> well, the thing is, everything affects everything, mm -hmm. right? And by having it in front of you, literally, you come to my office, there's one, two, three, four, four, four small whiteboards. Mm -hmm. And I've got my big 80 inch one, two sided one here. And I'm telling you what, in the last, you know, since, you know, all this stuff with the COVID thing happened and whatnot, it has been a lifesaver for me to keep, import, keep the things in, that are important in front of me. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, it's so easy to get distracted with everything else. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, I have to ask myself the question is, are my decisions today getting me closer to achieving that vision? Or is it moving me further away? But also by having up front here, my son, my wife, they come in here. Hey, Dad, how's that going? Shared accountability. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. I love that. So tell me, what's been the biggest challenge for you in terms of just pursuing what you're passionate about in business? What's been the biggest challenge? Myself. Hmm. What about you? Um, you know, I, I, what it is, is my own insecurities hmm. of thinking that I'm not good enough to do it. Thinking that well, by doing this, what cost will come with it? Mm. You know, um, I mean, where we've gone as a family, for example, we went from living in a you know four hundred square foot apartment, hundred twenty thousand dollars of the debt, <laughs> mm. you know, six months away from bankruptcy, then all of a sudden, you know, through thankfulness for you know the career I've had in my professional world. Um, was able to like bring my wife home from work, right? Mm -hmm. Run it like a business. And so it's that fear of like, I don't want to ever go back in that place again. Mm -hmm. So then you may not like, are you going to sacrifice the great life for the good life? Mm 
Mm -hmm. You know? So how are you keeping Tony, knowing that you are a big piece of your biggest challenge, how do you keep that in check? How do you keep you out of the picture but in the picture all at the same time? I think part of it is looking at my vision, overall vision of how I want my life, how do I want to live? Mm -hmm. You know, um, I also think about by not living up to what I feel is my gifts, the effect it can have on my family. Like I have 23 nieces and nephews. You know. Yeah, you got me beat. <laughs> you know? uh, I've got, I've got, you know, colleagues. You know, they look to me for different things, and I think when I make it not about me, I'm like, okay, well, by not pursuing this, by not going forward, I can talk a good game, but my actions in alignment with it. And I think part of my problems over the years, I've had a lot of great ideas, and when I work to go and do those ideas by myself, I get hung up on me a lot. But when I start including others in it, like, you know, the saying goes, you can move fast alone, but you can go further with others. Right, right. So I think that's one thing that's really helped me. I mean, I have my own executive coach that I hire and she's been great. And I've hired, had numerous of them over the years. And I, I don't know what it is. It's not like I'm getting some like, um, like oh big uh, like big ideas someone because they they're asking me good questions. Mm-hmm. It's that it's just that other voice that says you know what you can do it because I think in life we really comes down to us always asking two questions of ourselves: Am I enough? And am I loved? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you know you don't want to. You know, I'm motivated by failure a lot more than I like than winning because I expect to win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I can think, do it. <laughs> but I think you know you just you gotta keep on you know looking at your goals and you know as the old phrase that says you know you have not because you ask not. Mm-hmm. And you Absolutely. gotta put you gotta put it down on paper. You gotta put it down on paper. I don't I don't know one successful person who doesn't have their goals right now. And you can say it all day long. And you got it in your head. It don't do no good if it's in your head. Right. Make it real. Right. I mean, because like. Think about it this way. I was at the Chicago Art Museum. Mm-hmm. And there was one of the, I don't know, curators or the people that watch things over. And there was a there was a pile of candy, a big pile of candy in the corner. And it was a, it was a piece of art. And throughout the day it would get smaller and smaller. Hmm. People were actually taking it. Okay. And mm-hmm. what it represented was someone who was dying. Mm. And I go, wow, that's pretty interesting. She goes, yeah. And she said this to me, and we had a little bit of a conversation prior. She goes, you know, what's your name again? I go, Tony. She goes, Tony, what do you think is the most valuable piece of land on this earth? Like, I don't know, I mean, I'm thinking philosophical in my head, or I don't know, you know. <laughs> she goes to a, a, gra- a graveyard. 
I'm like, agree. Huh. She goes, because there lies thousands and millions of dreams never acted on. Wow. Wow. That's true though. That's so true. And the reason why it's, I feel it's so important to write goals down, dreams down, like tomorrow's not promised for me. But I know I have a family that knows my vision and my goals. And sort of like when my dad, growing up, he didn't know how to read or write. But he always wanted a boat. He always wanted this boat. He loved to fish. That was always his thing. That's the reason why he never got a boat. Uh, mm-hmm. But how comes he always would talk about, I want to get a boat. I'm going to get a boat. And he constantly talked about it. Well, the reason why I have a boat in my driveway is because my dad wanted a boat. Hmm. Carrying so, out his dream. Carrying out his dream. So the question is, if, if you, if something was to happen to you right now, who would carry on your dream? Who would mm-hmm. share your story? If it's not written down, it will never be shared. Mm-hmm. You know, that's interesting. And, and when you talk about, um, you know, the whole idea of being motivated by just sort of other people or what happens if you don't step out, that particular motivation, at least for me, is one that I've been trying to carry very hard. Like when you talk about combating fear and that type of thing, what if I don't go do this? Who is the person that I would have not helped? Who is the person who wouldn't have got their breakthrough if I don't take some action. So I, lo- I love that you mentioned that because it's a good way to also, and to your point about making it not about you, <laughs> it's a good way to take yourself out of it and to say, all right, it's not about me. I'm not going to be afraid to sell. I'm not going to be afraid to put out this piece of content because somebody needs to have it. Right. Right. And I'm, I'm, I'm doing some disservice by holding on to it. Well, you, you've been given it as a gift, and the gifts are meant mm-hmm. to be shared. Mm-hmm. So why should you let your own insecurities keep from that gift being shared? Yep, absolutely. And yeah. if you're doing the right thing, you're doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. And yep. where that story lands, where your content lands, is not for you to decide. I mean, it's like my wife and I went to one of those art by design places, right? Is that the painting? Like the painting, painting, the painting, the painting dinner things? Yeah. And there was like 30 people in this room. And he gave us step-by-step instructions of exactly what this is supposed to look like. Mm-hmm. No one's looked like his thing. <laughs> <laughs> right? So mm-hmm. my, my point is, whatever your story is, however it lands, it's up to that person who's receiving it. And you mm-hmm. got to accept that. Like, and like, oh, that's, you like, they share the idea back with you. Oh, that, it's like this. And you can't go back and, well, no, it's not. No, it's their story. Right. So you gotta let them own it. Right. Theirs and unique to them. I love it. So as a coach, tell me, put your coaching, Tony, I guess you're, you're already in coaching, Tony. So <laughs> your, what would be your top three pieces of advice to someone who wants to win, be more, do more, you know, have their, have their breakthrough. (laughs) 
I know you've already dropped a whole bunch of gems, so <laughs> feel top, free if you I think the top three things is ask yourself the question of how do you want to live? Hmm. Not what you want to do, but how do you want to live? Okay. And the second thing is why? Like, what are the reasons for that? Because mm -hmm. if the reasons aren't strong enough, when crap hits the fan, you'll go ahead and drop that baton and say, that eh, it wasn't worth that. Right. Tried it. Done. Uh, <laughs> then right out the house. I think it's all comes down to the, the order in which you ask the questions. Like life is like a combination. And you can have all the right numbers, but if you don't put them in the right order, you're not going to unlock it. Hmm. So I think that's one. So write it out. Um, number two, find a mentor or coach. Mm -hmm. You know, find and it could be in a book to start out with. Like, I have incredible mentors from Dale Carnegie mm -hmm. to John Maxwell to Napoleon Hill. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That was my access to it. Right. You know? um, and third, growth is an inside out job. Mm. Talk about it. I'm already like preach. Talk about it. <laughs> well, what I mean by that is that you will never outgrow your own personal growth. Mm -hmm. If you've been stuck at a certain income level for so long, because you've been doing the same things for so long, mm -hmm. to get from point A to point B is not going to be the same as you did to get to point A. Mm -hmm. You'll never outgrow your own out, out earn your own growth. Mm -hmm. What's what's that phrase? Um, what got it's similar to the point A to point B. What got you here won't get you there. There is that it? Yeah. I don't know. But I think that's the thing is like there was one year I read over two hundred books, mm -hmm. and I'm still living off that. Mm -hmm. You know, because it's, it taught me so much and I, whatever your topic is, go on and study it. Yeah. You want me, I mean, I, I'm about leadership and development people. Like a lot of my books is about leadership and but it's yeah. also personal leadership. And yeah. everyone thinks, well, my business is not growing. My things is not going. Well, are you personally growing? Mm. Be a student. Yeah. You got to be intentional with it. Like, you know, and it's like, my son said this to me yesterday. My son's doing his own blog, video blog now. He's done five of them in a row. He's just turned 14 years old. And it's just amazing to see his content. So quick drop for Ezekiel Jalen. Look him up on YouTube. <laughs> I just did a plug for him. <laughs> and each night uh, we have a little conversation. And I ask him, you know, what are you proud of yourself for today? You know, what are you grateful for? And a question I've recently added to it was, what did you learn today? Hmm. And he says, I'm getting very fast at making and editing videos that sometimes you just have to sit down and take a second to think for ideas. And that pulls work your back and not your arms as much as I thought. <laughs> <laughs> That 
it's but too I cute. See his, I see his edits and like I see his videos starting to evolve because you know he goes, I want to get to a million subscribers. Well, mm -hmm. in last year when we were talking, for his whole life I hadn't really knew what he was gonna be like. You ask the kid what you want to be, right? Mm -hmm. And he's like didn't really know. He goes, Why should I want to be a multimillionaire? And I go, why? He goes, so I can take care of my family. Mm -hmm. I go, okay, well, if you want to do that, are you willing to do what it takes to get there? Right. He's like, yeah, good, great. Every month, practically every month, he's got to read a book and give a book mm -hmm. report on it. Nice. Oh, you're giving him some serious homework. Are you checking this book report? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, they're amazing. Like, the insights, of one, the last ones, he just, he, books he read. We we're discussing what he got out of and everything like that. And I shared this with you. He goes, I learned that goals, others can stop you, but a mission, no one can stop you. Mm -hmm. so, so what are you chasing? Yeah. I'm like, okay, <laughs> I've got a long ways to go. <laughs> oh, I love that. I, I love that. It's, 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 it's the being intentional, the the seeing it in front of you, the the persistence piece of it, the, the knowing that it's not about you, the there there is so much wrapped up in there that will will unlock, right? Yeah. Unlock, unlock it. Well, everyone wants to be great, but it's like, you know, that there's a meme that says, "Who who who wants change?" Everyone raises their hand. Next one is, "Who's willing to change?" No one raises their hand. I know. <laughs> Right. I mean, if you want to be great at something, you gotta do with the great studio or to get it. You can't have yeah. the you can't have the prize without the work. Right. Right. And I know it's, it's sometimes people go like, I'm tired. I'm like, yeah, hell yeah. You're gonna get tired along the way. If you don't wake up one day or another being an entrepreneur, thinking, why the hell am I doing this? I'm nuts, I'm crazy, then you're not an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. But I learned this phrase too. There's a difference between between entrepreneurs and business owners. Mm -hmm. Business, there's a lot of business owners that are not entrepreneurs. That is, well, that is, that is very true. <laughs> because That's the true. definition of an entrepreneur is someone who solves problems. Mm -hmm. So you can be at that, you can be an entrepreneur in your workplace, in your communities, um, and also in your business. Mm -hmm. And if people are at where they're at in terms of their goals, I always say, you know what, more power to you. If you're happy where you're at, that's right. great. But either mm -hmm. you're either moving forward or you're moving backward. There's no in between. Mm -hmm. So the question you got to ask yourself, am I moving forward today? Or did I move backwards today? Mm -hmm. It all comes down to asking good questions of yourself because that's how you progress. Right. Well, you've given us some good, good questions, Tony. Like really. And like uh, those, are <laughs> those folks who are listening and watching, don't know the half when I say Tony has given us some good questions. Just this, this whole four-week magical ride has been filled with questions um, <laughs> that, that we've been on here. But um, one question for you before you go. Are you an audible guy or a physical book guy? Depends on the book. Hmm. So I make a mission actually to listen to at least 30 minutes of audio every day. Okay. A podcast, podcast, podcast or a book. And my goal is to read 15 to 30 minutes every day as well. 
Okay. So like some books, totally game on if the author's reading it, but like there's one book like by David Goggins and the audio book mm-hmm. I don't know if you know what David Goggins is, just look him up. Mm-hmm. I have to read the book because the author's reading it. And I'm like, and David Goggins is a bad, <laughs> bad man. And that author does not sound like a bad, bad man. (laughs) (laughs) Destroy my reality. (laughs) Right. Well said. Well said. I love it. Well, Tony, if people listening and watching want to hear more from you and and get connected with you, how can they do that? There's all sorts of ways. Um, Smoke signals work. um, (laughs) You know, they can go ahead and check me out on LinkedIn. Uh, I am on LinkedIn as well. That's my, um, you'll see a lot of different things on there, but my focus is leadership on that. Um, you can go ahead and just email me. It's really simple. Um, and you can email me at Tony Jalen, or Tony at TonyJalen.com. Okay. Pretty simple. But you know, I, I, I gotta mention this, Candace. You know, mm. when you and I met, I felt like a kindred spirit there with you, right? Yeah. Um, and the so last four weeks, you would you jumped on a roller coaster that I didn't even know what kind of turns and twists it's going to be. But <laughs> you, you trusted along the way, and you brought me a lot of value in terms of, you know, your thoughtful questions and how you've been showing up and how you've been, like the questions you ask, you embodied the question asking. <laughs> it wow. really pushed me to be better and grow as as a leader too. I think sometimes people can forget that, you know, the importance of the people you surround yourself with. So mm-hmm. I am grateful for you and I appreciate you. And thank you for reaching out to my wife as well. Yes. Encouraging her light. Uh, oh it's, it's been just phenomenal. I, did she tell you like she had me in tears? Like, I don't even know. If, what, <laughs> maybe she didn't tell you <laughs> all of that. But it is, first off, I am, I am honored that you even asked that I be a part of your, this four-week wild ride adventure. Um, and for those of you listening who are like, well, what do they keep talking about when they talk about this four weeks? There is a, a rare leader conversations group that Tony put together um, just to help people in thinking about, you know, their own resourcefulness and adaptability and resilience and engagement and how they show up both for themselves and for others. And so that's what we're referring to here, some some conversations. Um, I'm always honored and feel very blessed and humbled um, when people find value um, in, in any interaction, whatever it is with me. So, and I will definitely tell you, the feeling is mutual. I think we've got that, that kindred, kindred spirit. Um, and for Tony's wife, Danielle Jalen, I will just say, stay tuned, folks. We're going to do some level of a content collaboration because my mind is just all over the place. And in our conversation, she brought me to some of my own realizations just about my move from corporate America and and those tears just came from again that place of freedom and how much time I spent not focusing um, on on my family so that's 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 going to be awesome listeners and watchers I will make sure that we have in the show notes on CandiceBeers.com access to what Tony mentions that was LinkedIn profile all that good stuff so you can be sure to grab the links from there if you missed it here And Tony, I just got to tell you, it has been a blast having you on the show. And thank you so much for taking the time to join. 
Oh, it's been my absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. It's been it's definitely on the other side of the best <laughs> questions. Um, you know, I know, I know right now your story is just beginning, Candace, and you are mm -hmm. going to make an incredible impact, even more so than you already have. So keep on doing what you're doing. Love your mission. And I know, like, we're not done hearing yet from Candace Spears. Oh, thank you, Tony. I appreciate that. Just the inspiration I need for today. So thank you so much. And listeners and watchers, I hope you take everything that you've heard and take some action because Tony dropped some very, very actionable things today. So take it, take some action. Hope you have a great day, a great evening, whenever you're listening or watching. And we'll talk to you again very, very soon. You can find the show notes for this episode and just about all the other episodes on CandaceSpears.com. So go and check it out. Not only can you find the show notes, but you'll find other bonus resources, some freebies, some blog posts that may be helpful to you. There's plenty hanging out at my home base. So go to CandaceSpears.com. I guarantee you there will be some things there to help you on your bigger impact journey. Goodbye for now.